Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to Tights and Fights. If you want to help us out, and I know that you do, because I know you're good people, you could pop along to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. It's super easy, it takes no time at all, well, like five seconds. And all we need is some lovely, lovely words from you, like Rocky989, who says, Review this show because he wants ice cream Christmas shirts. That's right, if you leave a review and you give us five stars... Ice cream Christmas shirts could be yours. Oh, yes. Gronkadon could do that right now. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I'm so bad at this. I've been waiting to say Gronkadon could do it like every five seconds of my entire life, and I realized I could work it in, and then everything was great. Tights and Fights Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal, and there's Daniel, and there's guy Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I am the queen of bumps and bruise. Okay, okay, that's a good one, but I, the I, bumps, y'all know what bumps mean. Um, Are we talking about <laughs> I just, boobs? It sounds like, no, bumps and bruise, Okay, which I get, and bruise is spelled like beer. Right. But when you say bumps and bruise, it also sounds like there's something medically wrong with me. If you oh, think of it as a B R U I. Yeah. It sounds like you have the mumps. Or it something. sounds like I have the mumps. I also, Mike thought you said boobs. No, so. I just didn't know if she said bumps, if she was referring to boobs or not. And I felt like I needed a point of clarification. Oh, nice. Oh, these aren't yeah. bumps. This is, this is a, these are mountains. Hello. I'm joined by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, Diamond Dallas Beige, Mikey. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I might, I might put that somewhere. You should that's put that good. Somewhere. That's, that's a really Diamond good Dallas Beige. <laughs> oh. And the future UK women's champion, Lindsay <laughs> Kelk. I did ask if it was too late for me to enter, but Julian says it is. So, Aww. next time. Julian stomping on dreams. <laughs> Tons of things to get into this week from WWE TV, but first, some really sad news. Big Van Vader, ah! I know, I know. one of wrestling's biggest stars from the 80s and 90s, oh. passed away earlier today. Um, how are y'all going to remember Vader? Uh, I'm going to remember when I used to watch WCW in like 1991. Mm-hmm. He would come out in this giant black mask and shoulder pad combo thing. And then he would take it off and put it on the floor and point at it. And then steam would come out of it. It was fucking magical oh, that sounds and amazing. terrifying. Uh, I loved his WCW run. His WWE run was messed up for a bunch of different reasons. So, but yeah, he was definitely like there was a time when he was like my favorite guy when I was little. Really? Mm-hmm. What about you, Calc? I didn't watch WCW when I was younger. Yeah. We didn't have it in the UK, or at least it wasn't accessible. So I didn't catch up with his work until way, way later. Um, but I did get to enjoy my Boy Meets World. That's what I was oh going to reference. That was goodness. my first. Julian posted um, a bunch of Boy Meets World stuff, too. And that was also my first yeah. introduction to um, Vader. And then also his Twitter was really nice, um, especially in later years as he became kind of an elder statesman for the mm-hmm. sport. Um, 
he was one of those people who always came off as very kind, kind of Lance Stormy, where he would like offer advice, but not in like in a condescending shitty way. Yeah. He also and... uh, he also had legendarily smelly gear. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's let's, let us, uh, let's, let's remember both Aww. sides of the man. Nah, yeah. Nice. I remember. I, oh, what was it? I think it was on something to wrestle where Bruce was talking about Bret Hart complaining about having to work with Vader because whenever you worked with Vader, you came away smelling like sweat and vomit or something just because <laughs> he never washed his gear. No. Yeah. You know he was from Compton too? I did know that. I did he know he was a from big, Compton. giant white, white man from, from Compton. Compton. That's why you learn how to wrestle. Yeah. Imagine that life. <laughs> yeah, man. Rest in peace, Vader. One of the biggest, best, big, big men ever. Um, so on to what we promised last week. New Japan Dominion. Lindsay, you called it that this was going to be officially Kenny's night to win the IWGP title. You were totally right. Good job. Um, so between that, the Bucks winning and establishing the Golden Elite, how much did you cry? I actually did cry, um, and it's slightly embarrassing because I was watching the match on a plane, uh, and it was really dry on the plane, and then I did do a small cry, and my contact lens came out. Oh, no. So I cried so much that my eye fell out. You cried your eye out, literally. I literally cried one eye out, my, oh, my left goodness. eye. Oh, yeah, that moment in being the elite when they take out the shirts, the golden elite shirts. Oh, so I don't watch you, that. I mean, it's a great promotion and a beautiful moment, so yeah. I support the hustle. So Wonderful. at the end of it, so yeah, it, it's the Bucks and it's Abushi Kenny and Abushi, yeah. and they're in the back, and you know they open up this box and it's this wonderful T-shirt that says the Golden Elite, and on the I forget what it says on the back because it says uh, something it says, else. Will change the world. Is it change the world? Rule the world. Change, change the, the world. world. Yeah, because before it was rule the world, right? And now it's change the world. <laughs> That's so cute. It's aggressively cute. Yeah, that episode of Being the Elite is amazing. Happy fucking Pride! Yeah. <laughs> Happy Pride! Oh, Mike, also, you were in E3 this week. Yeah, and I saw Kenny was wearing that shirt there. He was wearing yeah, a chain, yeah. but I didn't realize it was a new shirt because I don't watch stuff. Yeah, so yeah. that was I yeah, thought that, that was the new, same shirt yeah, you've no, been that's wearing. the Golden Elite shirt. Yeah. Yeah, so. So you got to see the Elite versus the New Day facing off in Street Fighter. I How did. was it? It was amazing. Didn't you, you get know, your pancake? I did. I caught I saw that. a pancake. <gasps> Do you um, still have it? Did no, it? no, I didn't. I held on to it <laughs> for a good bronze it. 48 and a half minutes. So. I feel like that's like actually extra time to hang on yeah, it to. it was too long. To, an, like, to another person's <laughs> yeah, if pancake. If you're not going to cast yeah. it and it, it, make it into something, then that's probably enough time. And you're not going to eat it. I came to a crossroads where I'm like, mm-hmm. either I'm going to keep this and cherish it or I'm going to throw it in the nearest trash can and I picked the ladder. Yeah, literally all you could do was laminate it and you would have had to have done it within the like, like yeah. the first half hour. Well, I'd got the story on those pancakes and apparently uh, the first half hour it happened like the day before. So, oh. yeah. Let's let so you guys go. don't eat the pancakes. Just don't, <laughs> don't, don't eat, eat the, the pan- pancakes. <laughs> they don't they don't go get the pancakes right the before they pancakes. come to the arena. The brown pancakes <laughs> yeah. are bad. Yeah. <laughs> But how was it being there live? What was the energy like? Was it was amazing. It was like uh, this giant contingent of wrestling heavy video game fans like took over this entire corner of the giant floor at E3 mm-hmm. and like to the point where security got really pissed off. We were like blocking all the walkways <laughs> on that part. And they, and they were, you maybe know, should have put it in a bigger fucking venue. They should have. And, and, and there were, you know, New Day chants and, and Elite chants. Um, it, it was it was amazing. It was also very kayfabe the street fighting itself was super worked like oh, wow. it was like a best of seven series and come somehow it, it became down to the last match of the <laughs> seven 
it was it Give was the a people lot. what they want yeah, yeah no surprise though because they are both very competitive gentlemen so yeah but they worked out a finish clearly i mean I yeah they're they're competitive but also they know they know where their bread is also i met woods that day he was super cool he's very he's yeah. a very nice man he i've is. um i have met him on a couple of occasions he is very nice and very good at karaoke don't tell him i said that i'm gonna tell him immediately uh, well he <laughs> well from you he would he would appreciate that Final note, before we get into TakeOver, Lucha Underground started off a new season with a new owner and Aztec Warfare 3. Did anybody else besides me watch it? It's okay if you didn't, because I actually plan on when we have a slower week, and I'm going to talk to Julian about this. Um, this is obviously a huge week. A lot of stuff happened. When things start to slow down, I definitely want to have like a good five-minute chunk on Lucha. So it's okay. Now let's get into some wrestling. NXT TakeOver Chicago 2. The show was main evented by Tommaso... <laughs> Why can I never say this dude's name? The show was main evented by Tommaso Ciampo and Johnny Gargano in a street fight. That's close enough. We're That's pretty good. Like what it. did you guys think? <laughs> I, I can't talk for laughing. <laughs> I liked it. I liked... Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. I mean, also, <laughs> that's... that's an asshole. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> no, 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 Through laughter, even. No. It's also, I, I mean, this buildup has been obviously amazing. It has been one of those great, long NXT buildups. Yeah. Um, I loved this match. What did you think, Mike? Did you get a chance to see it? Yeah, I thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I thought this entire card, once again, was fucking incredible. Yeah. It's like the spot where Ciampa gets him uh, on top of that bin... And takes his ring off and spits on it, throws it away, and then Gargano puts him through, like, completely unexpectedly puts him through the tape. It was was amazing. I love the finish. Mm -hmm. I just absolutely love the match. Loved it, loved it, loved it. A strong build to a match is amazing, but when you can both have a strong build and there is a strong story told during the match, oh, fuck me up, daddy. Mm -hmm. Um (laughs) Also, fuck me up, daddy. (laughs) Let us all be fucked up, Daddy. (laughs) Come on, Daddy. (laughs) Commence the fucking up. Um, And for the second time in a row, the NXT Championship did play second fiddle to this feud. What did you think of Lars Sullivan versus Aleister Black? Man, I feel I do feel bad for Alistair Black because he's getting the punk treatment where it's like you have the belt, but you will never be the main event to these people because Johnny Gargano is a boy and well deserved boy because Johnny Gargano is killing it in NXT. He let's is not, murdering. Yeah, it. let's not pretend it's otherwise. I do feel a little bad for Alistair Black because like he is the champ and I love him and I want him to have his moment. I am not a big Lars Sullivan fan. But I really enjoyed the match. I thought it was awesome. I could have watched it go longer. I, yeah. I really, really liked it. Also, I enjoyed it a lot as well. Alistair Black, he is champion, but his matches and his storylines don't really have that emotional component that draws you in mm. um, as well as this story has, or even as well as Almas's matches did when he was champion now, because there was an emotional component character? there. I think it's a byproduct of his character. I love watching him. I find him very compelling. I've seen him live a couple of times. Me too. And I can't take my eyes off him when he's wrestling. So but, they, but he, he needs a feud that matters. He, he hasn't had one. I think they have to figure out what motivates him because so far nothing yeah. does. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no, 
unique motivation to his character no. at all. True. And it's even like he has a little bit of the like, I want to win. But even sometimes I'm like, he doesn't look I like he cares. He <laughs> I think you're just like some weird dark wizard who showed up at like you were manifested from the spirit of a hot topic <laughs> and a black candle. Mm-hmm. And you showed up in the middle of the ring one day. He's an and actual like, I need... Satanist. He's yeah. an actual Satanist. I think it's hard because on social media, he has such a clear character. Mm-hmm. But he talks yes. so much. We well, talks a lot about his struggles with depression. He talks a lot about the life that he has led that took him to this yep. place. And I think on the indies, obviously, he was known for being very brutal. And a lot yes. of his matches were way over the line that you would ever get away with in WWE. So I think there is an element of having to work out how they transition what he was known for and good for outside of the Fed and bring it in. But I I want him to be in a feud where I care so much. Right. I need someone to kidnap his cat. I was going to say, we can go. we bring either of the kittens in? <laughs> yeah, can someone's got to kidnap. Or Tubby Tomato. There's two now. Oh, so, yeah, that's right. Yeah, like, someone's got to kidnap his cats. Yeah. I do want to say one way. thing. I believe that he has the best music of yeah. anyone. Okay. Right yeah, 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 yeah. His okay. music did you say that he is wrote amazing. The lyrics no, yeah. I did not <laughs> see that. There's an interview somewhere. I'll find it and send it to you. But there's an interview where he talks about it and how he sat down with Triple H and he was like, "What do you want for your music?" Oh, that is the hugest bonus in the my book. band, I think, that helped write it, and then he wrote the that's lyrics. That's fantastic. Like, I wrote yeah. a poem. Yeah, <laughs> a really dark poem. See, and, and that's what... Uh, this is what they're not communicating. This, this is helping you. Right? But it also yeah. points to something. I think, you know, I, I think the... the um, I think our, our, our CFO's friends sometimes, like, I think they miss more than they hit. Okay, y'all, at me. At us with your favorite... At her. Don't at me. <laughs> don't at... Don't at okay. Do not at me. No, no, no. I, like, I mean at the Tights and Fights oh, account. Oh, right. I, I can get behind that. <laughs> at the Tights and Fights account when this come at, comes out, tell us your favorite CFO dollar sign and non-CFO dollar sign songs, and we're going to do a little experiment and see what we think. Um... And so the the show actually kicked off with a title match with Undisputed Era versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Did you enjoy seeing O'Reilly and Roddy retain once again? Yes, because I like them being sneaky, cowardly, playing the felt like a guitar nonsense champion. <gasps> oh my god, that was so much fun! Oh, I yeah. love them. They're, so they're fun. They're I'm, so abs- fun. They're my favorite thing. Yeah. They're my favorite thing. Maybe in all of wrestling right now. I get oh, so excited when I see them. to a bad day <laughs> that Mike's already having. <laughs> don't you know when you go, you're Mike's favorite thing. Okay, I didn't, I don't, I don't, I didn't know that song. <laughs> I think it's Shania Twain. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, One no, no, no. People. It's, um, uh, Soak Up the Sun. Whatever. Cher Crow. Crow. Um, I know a lot this. of... I, look, I know a lot of adult contemporary music. I know. Like, I'm feeling super white in this corner. Right now. I was like, no, I think you'll find that show. <laughs> I mean, look, I look, when I was growing up in Seattle, Washington. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. One last title match for the night. Shayna Baszler with a chokeout victory over Nikki Cross. That fucking chokeout and the way that yep. Nikki sold that. Yeah. She's a superstar, right? Yeah. Both of them. I Both feel of like. them. Yeah. That's a that that match was amazing. The way Nikki Cross sold that in a way where it's like a chokehold is a chokehold and you feel like you know how it's gonna end. Yeah. And to have it end with someone be like, Oh yeah, nigga, just take me away. Just like yeah. she literally had that face when people are trying a new dove product in yeah. a commercial. Yeah. <laughs> She's just like, it's so great. I feel so refreshed by this chokehold. Yeah. 
I mean, I could have said something dirtier, but I, I thought you were going way smutty. <laughs> I mean, I already tweeted choke me shorty online. There's nothing else I can, I can say that about was it. That was it, right? That's what they went for. That's what they got. And I, I thought it was awesome. I thought and it was amazing. It was brave in its own way, you know, to end that way, to have it even imply anything like that. It's like, good for you ladies. Wrestling's so gay right now, and I love it. Yeah. <gasps> I mean, but that's what, you know, when you have a character like Nikki, like you can... <sighs> Such a, a, a wide open platform of a character to take in any direction and try all these different things. Like, it's really, it, it's just good stuff. The story of the match being that Nikki's so crazy that Shayna almost couldn't handle it and had to like dig deep like yep. that to yep. put her down. It was really good. Because Shayna's a great character. Yes. Um, yeah. And she's a character that, like, yeah, once they can push her and she can find those different depths to be at, like, she could come to the main roster a fully formed character it could be she could have a really amazing career i'm really excited all right so let's get to the final match it is really exciting so there it's the velveteen dream versus ricochet so before we get into it a quick fashion corner <laughs> dream had on prince puma tights oh shout out lucha underground <laughs> um and hulk hogan tinged everything else he came out doing the Shawn michael stuff we don't know his intentions what do y'all think? I watched this match a little high. <laughs> I think because of the state I was in and not knowing what his intentions were. Like, because I was really excited to see this match. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that the Hulk Hogan dress and manner, it was just bothering the fuck out of me. I like, could it, see it, that. it, it kind of like, it definitely while I was watching the match, it got in the way of my enjoyment of it. Okay. I, I ended up reading an interpretation online later that was like, oh, maybe it was all right, you know? Yeah, and, and, I, and I have one, and I'll share it with you. And I think and if, if that one is true, then I'm all for it. Yeah, but, I, I have one that I think is very strong, and I'll share it with yeah. you all in a second. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I took it as shitting on uh, everyone's least favorite racist right now. I took it as... Like, suck it, Hogan. Yeah. Because he also tweeted something as well about, like, eat your vitamins, right? Or he did a, or take your vitamins. He did a tweet, a Hogan tweet. But was um, it? But I also, like, you know, I I love him. So yeah. I was very prepared to believe that. If it wasn't, if it was, like, an homage, I would be devastated. So one thing I, I will say, um, a person named Patrick Clark, mm -hmm. who Dream probably doesn't remember. There's no way the Dream remembers <laughs> he, that. There's no way he remembers it. But maybe, like, you know how sometimes you you do have a dream and it sticks with you in the back of your mind subconsciously? A person named Patrick Clark was on a season of Tough Enough. And Hulk Hogan shit on this person over and over and over again. And, and he told him to be humble mm -hmm. and to humble himself. And this person was ultimately voted off of the show Tough Enough. And then three days later, Hulk Hogan was fired because the nigga tape came out. Mm. Um, God, there's a nigga tape with Hulk Hogan attached to it. I don't yeah, think, I, I don't will think never I'll stop reminding y'all. Yeah. I will never stop reminding y'all. No, I'll ne I never so. forget, but I, I, yeah. I want I WWE. Y'all, y'all. Okay, yeah. But so it's kind of like, hey, bitch, I'm still here. And I, and I hope sooner than later there's maybe some clarification on that. Because if, you know, if it's an homage, that's fucking weird. I just, I, I don't just think can't it is. see how it could have yeah. yeah, with this, with what you mentioned, I watched that person on that show and enjoyed that because he did not care for being told to humble himself. Oh, and he did not care for Hulk Hogan. No. Um, that person and that, uh, uh, the person, Patrick Clark, um, has also, <laughs> um, had also tweeted some things about um, how black lives are important and like really? other... Yeah, he's Good. tweeted a lot of stuff about the kids and like how are we just... He did, he posted, he posted a note, right? He'd written a note in his phone and then posted the picture of it saying like, how are we just sitting here doing nothing because we're trying to protect our image or something? Like he did something along those lines. Yeah. 
about how important it was to actually be proactive now. So I think he's a good dude. And he's one of my favorite wrestlers right now. You know, really? I, it, it, I think that just gets at a thing that I've been feeling a lot anyway because I think there's a thing in our pop culture culture right now where um, it's really impactful to do things that are provocative without meaning or without mm. in, intention. Or without explaining what the intention is. Yeah, or... and I think with certain topics... You're going to want to state your intention. Yeah, you got to be kind of clear. Yeah, I, I, and, and I'm wanting of, that clarity. Instead of assuming that everyone knows who you are and where right. you're coming from. Exactly, because I don't know shit does. about Patrick Clark. No one does. And no, neither does Velveteen Dream. Is... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that aside, what did you think about the match? What did you think about Ricochet's big victory? Loved the match. Loved I, the match. I enjoyed it. I, I do need to rewatch it, though, because now I'm not high and not angry. <laughs> I thought it was great. I I watched it with my boyfriend. He's a huge Ricochet fan. We saw Ricochet a bunch of times at PWG. Rico. Yeah, me so too. Like we all love him. I, it just had all the potential to be an ama- amazing, amazing match. And I thought it was. I thought they lived up to it. I wasn't mad about the finish because I was like, oh, I don't want Dream to keep losing. But then like, Dream's 24 and Dream has, he has forever. time. Yeah. And they have, forever, they ever. have plans. His forever, forever, ever. Ever. <laughs> they have plans for him. I don't see him struggling. I, and also he's, got that arrogant cocky amazing character where a, a loss just is brushed off his back it's not going to affect him and i kind of love that about him I, I do i do think that there's something in the there's something really essential to that the dream has no memory of that mm-hmm. trope because he can literally treat a loss like that yeah. and he's literally a oh, character the dream who can, doesn't remember that he can he can move forward yeah. from any situation and and that's kind of inherent in the character which is cool yeah. so usually i feel like the adage of wins and losses don't matter is ridiculous, but he's one character who I do think can lose any time, except for when he eventually debuts on the main roster. And I do not want I do not yeah. want him to lose. Like I, I yeah. he has to at least win one big match on the main roster. Yeah. And then he can lose a million times after that. They should almost fandango it if they had to where his first match is a main year and he wins. Yeah. You know, like he Yeah, wins. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they should not do anything they've done to Fandango after yeah, that. Yeah, no. Well, except yeah. uh Fashion Files. Fashion Files in the song. Yeah. <sighs> That's it. Finger dancing. And then I got sad. If you've got any thoughts <laughs> on what we've discussed so far, let us know about them on Facebook.com slash group slash tights fights and at tights fights on Twitter and Instagram. Look at us being all modern. Up next, we're going to look at Money in the Bank and the fallout from that event. That's coming up next on Tights and Fights. If you want to make ends meet in a hip town, the kind with great coffee, lots of dog parks, you're gonna need a side hustle. In Brooklyn, maybe you drive rideshare. In Fairhaven, it's more like, well, it's more like slaying psychic beasts with your custom balanced throwing knives. Hey, are you from Hunter? Uh, I guess so. Hold on, I have to ask you some stuff. Are you hurt? No. Do you feel yourself developing strange powers? I mean, I saw a ghost once. Okay, I'm gonna put down no. Okay. So, you're having some sort of monster issue. Oh, um, it's like a pod, I guess? Um, here it is. Is, is that what you call it? Like, like a pod? Yeah, pod works. Oh, it's opening! Morgan leaps back and positions the metal spear she's been carrying on her back. She points it towards the bug, which swipes the spear away just as an electrical bolt fires from the tip. It hits the gate to a petting zoo, and a bunch of baby goats come streaming out. Can we just take a moment to appreciate how cute this is? It's great. I hope someone's filming it. Oh my god, I just love baby goats. <laughs> Bubble, the sci-fi comedy from MaximumFun.org. 
Just open your podcast app and search for Bubble. Hey, everybody. Hal Lublin and Mark Gagliardi from We Got This here to talk about our upcoming live shows. Why don't you tell everybody the details about our show in Philadelphia? Sure. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go down to Philadelphia Improv Theater, okay? You're going to do it on Saturday, June 23rd, okay? There are two shows. One is 5 o'clock show. There's an 8 o'clock show. At 8 o'clock show, you can get a VIP ticket and hang out with us at 7 p.m. for like a whole hour. We'll sign something for you. You can hang out. You can talk to us. And then come see a show. Both shows are going to be completely different now. Both shows? Both shows are going to be different. Here's I sounded like a British actor trying to do a Philadelphia accent. Yeah. You, you can look up Philadelphia Podcast Festival. You can look that up and get tickets there. Or you can go to Philadelphia Improv Theater to the Fit Theater, P-H-I-T, uh, and you can get tickets there. Or you can just go direct at bit.ly forward slash we got philly 2018 that's w-e-g-o-t p-h-i-l-l-y 2018 Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford, and I'm joined in the booth by Michael Eagle and Lindsay Gill. Money in the Bank, a show with some surprises and a lot of status quo. Um, AJ Styles retained the WWE title against Shinsuke Nakamura. Are you sad that Shinsuke didn't get the win, or are you ready for this feud to like super be hella done? Can I be both of those things? You're allowed. I'm mm-hmm. both of those things. I don't want to see this happen again. I'm done with it. But I am beyond sad that Nakamura has to come out without a belt after this incredible heel turn and doing all this really great work. And you know they haven't been the great matches, but I think he has done really great work on his character, on the tweaks, on how he's developed. How weird does it feel to say in 2018, I am bored with an AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. I am Nakamura bored with an AJ Styles. So yeah, it's not right. And I feel like he got it because he's on the cover of the video game, which I know is a very cynical thing to say, but it's a thing that happened. And I'm sad. I'm sad. I wanted Heel Nakamura to be vindicated with a belt. I love the feud a lot. I wasn't bored with the feud. Shinsuke not winning the title didn't really bug me either. I think what would bug me is if he takes a huge dip down the card after this because I think that his heel persona is very well established now and I think he's way more compelling than he was going into that feud and so I do think there is opportunity to build his character up more like I think he should just fuck somebody up I agree he should go in with him Jeff Hardy right he has been woken was that was that Willow he was doing it felt Willow-ish which I am into I mean if they're gonna do Willow though don't they need to throw him in a lake first isn't that why they have the lake well I mean they still have it they can chuck him in but they, we, maybe uh, they did it off screen. I don't want them to do maybe it off they screen. Took the oh, they got cameras like, and they no, got the lakes. Like. But if um, they're doing this, surely Hardy has to lose the belt to Shinsuke because can they have Shinsuke go after another belt and lose? I don't know. Oh, I forgot Jeff Hardy had a belt. That fucking yeah. puts a terrible wrinkle in this. Yeah. Uh, they got to give. They they actually at this point have to give that belt to Shinsuke. They have to because Jeff have to. definitely think- doesn't need it. Yeah, and Shinsuke definitely does. I think they give it to. I think they give it to Shinsuke, and and I didn't like the nut. 
weird stuff was weird between him and AJ, but I didn't like hate the feud. I think they give it to Shinsuke. And I think that it becomes Matt being like, I'm going to work harder because in life, sometimes things get you down and then you have to like bounce back and blah, blah, blah. Who's going to say that? Jeff Hardy. Oh, Sorry, okay. did I say Matt? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because okay. they're both, they were both really fucked up in that documentary. <laughs> yeah. so it's hard to Wasn't that a good, you guys like the match though? The, I did. Yeah, I, liked I thought that match was fucking match. great. I was just I liked really it. sad at the end because I just want him to get the belt. But I'm also, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to say this out loud for the first time, and I'm, I'm surprised at myself. I'm slightly soured on Uncle Alan after his behavior at the Hall of Fame with his standing up and clapping for Kids Rocks. I'm going to body slam some Democrats, and then them showing it when he was like, "Ah, oh, that's amazing! I hate Democrats." When did they sh- they showed that, that at the at the Hall, at the of, Hall of Fame? Fame? Yeah. Like they showed it like on screen during. Yeah. Uh, and I know I try and leave my politics outside my resting as much as I can, which is just getting really because you literally to have to to yeah. enjoy. Yeah, and it honestly like. it has soured me slightly on AJ. I find it harder to enjoy him when I know his. And we, I know I've known it all along, but now I'm like, oh, don't slap me in the face with it and then expect me to wear his T-shirt and cheer for him. Right. Because then it's tough. That's real. Oh, that he's... is why I avoid all that shit. But also listen to every wrestling podcast, so <laughs> I'm not doing a good job. He's allowed to express his views as he long is. as he's not fucking full on trash. Fuck his dumb views. His views are <laughs> Fuck his yeah, dumb, stupid, dumb, dumbass views. No, they're People, very fucking round. stupid. It's real round. It is round. Uh, speaking of AJ, he's we also- He's just kind of dumb, huh? <laughs> He, he has been hit in the head a something lot. something this redneck. So, I, I mean, see. he's not lying about All right. it. He's never pretended not to be a massive redneck. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, so. If you want to believe the earth is flat. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, Alan. <laughs> I'm just going to start calling him Alan from now on. Yeah, yeah. fuck that. We're no longer g- giving him the respect. No, we're of giving him his government. <laughs> Alan. It's all government names from now on. Um, on SmackDown, we learned that Alan's next appointment, <laughs> Alan's next opponent, will be Rusev. After the latest WWE Gauntlet match, Rusev Day is finally heading for the WWE title. Yay. What did you think of the match? What did you think of the win? Liked Happy it. Rusev Day, you guys! Happy, Happy Rusev, Rusev Day, Day to you too. Thank you. Yeah, I loved the match. I thought the Gauntlet match was really fun. I just I love Daniel Bryan and I love him and I want to protect him and I love him and I like watching him but I want to see him beat the shit out of me it's so bad mm, so bad I also really enjoy um, and this is me just I enjoy how good Rusev is is at protecting our special baby boy yes um, like I appreciate watching him do these moves that are really hard moves and watching him protect um, it feels very respectful between the two of them it is very respectful Rusev's great I just wish it would make him a baby face like a full-on baby face and stop fucking with us. And you can still be the kind of baby face mm-hmm. that like makes jokes and does whatever. You yeah. Can, he can be a New Day style baby yeah. face. Absolutely. He a, and know. he can beat the shit out of people, yep. which yeah. he's also very good at. Get that boy some pancakes. All right. So let's talk about the Money in the Bank matches themselves. Braun Strowman won the men's ladder match and Alexa Bliss won the women's ladder match. So what do you think about Bra- uh, Braun Strowman winning the ladder match? I thought it was great. I loved that moment of them keeping with the Kevin Owens being like, he ladders and then like taking a tumble. And now all he can talk about is uh, uh, fucking country music on his Twitter. Because <laughs> now literally all he talks about is Shania Twain. Yeah, what do you think, Mike? I felt like when that match ended, I felt like it was short for some reason a Me men's too. match I felt like I there was so, more match felt, to come yeah I was like where was everyone's big moment apart yeah. from Finn and Kevin Agreed. obviously had that like 
massive moments, but it was like, where's everyone's big moment? Where uh, is Bobby Roode? Where I was wondering. I was wondering if it got cut short, but nothing on the network has ever been cut short no, since they it moved went to the on network. Like Eighteen hours, right? Yeah. The whole thing. So I, I, that was my first takeaway, and my second was, I mean, I'm a big Braun fan. I just don't know if he needs that briefcase Ooh. since he. Like, he comes in an arena ready to kick ass and beat people already. Yeah. I don't know he, that he needs an advantage. I'm hoping that this means that, that they're like, no, we're pulling the trigger. We're getting the title off of Lesnar yeah. and we're putting it on you. But what I'm saying they could do that without a briefcase. Yeah. That's true. They don't need they don't need that convention to do I that. I just they, think I really, I mean, th- I'm, it hurts my heart to say this, but I truly think Vince sat in a meeting and was like, I want to print t-shirts that say Monster in the Bank. Wow. Do they, did they make surprised? that t-shirt already? It's coming. Wow. I mean, I will buy That's it. That's how they're announcing him. So, like, it's going to happen. Wow. I'll, I'll buy it, too. I want to be a monster in the bank. <gasps> Can they but make it into a Muppet? Like a Muppet? Like a... <gasps> <laughs> monster in the bank. Oh, that would be pretty oh, great. But yeah, I, it's time I to play just... the match now. <laughs> it's time to hit a dude. <laughs> Kill it. It's time to win people. the title with the monster in the bank. Oh, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> if we don't do the Manamana song at the end of this episode, I'm gonna cry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I just I came away feeling slightly less than satisfied from it because it felt too short to me. And the thing that always I find weird about Money in the Bank, and obviously they address this on Raw, is that you don't come away with a new number one contender. Mm. Like I always mm. find that kind of weird that it's a pay-per-view because ostensibly isn't Braun the number one contender right now anyway because anyway? yes. he won the yeah. greatest yeah. Royal Rumble of bullshit times <laughs> and he's been winning more than anyone else so right. like, you're already the number one contender and now so now we just gave you a briefcase so you can be the surprise number one contender and it's not like a waste to me is there a guy who looks weirder holding a briefcase <laughs> oh I was just gonna say I can't wait I want him to wear a suit every time yeah. that just oh well we can't do the tear away because then we would take, be taking things away from other people but I do I, I think they should get him a really, really big briefcase yes. and make it at least a little edible so he can just chew on it all the time. I feel and like that's the best a look. a little briefcase yeah. inside. Like- a little briefcase and a big briefcase? <laughs> I'm so here for that. Just make the big briefcase out of nougat. Nougat don't oh melt, right? Oh, my God. Or like Matsipan. I feel like Matsipan would be like a Could really good... Could you imagine oh if Braun Strowman came down to the came down to the ring in the middle of a Brock Lesnar match and just stood there staring at Brock and just started chewing on a briefcase. Just sucking on his briefcase. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> oh my God. Just make it make it out of fucking make it out of now and laters. Make it out of uh, um Oh my God. What's that what's that uh, uh Jolly Ranchers. Just uh, suck on it. Just suck on this briefcase. Just a corner of it even I something. I wanna yeah. watch him crush it. Okay. Is that weird? I, I feel like if he, if they're not gonna make it edible kind of want to watch him crush it. I need to watch him crush it if they're yeah. not. Like a beer can just yeah. right over his head. I just, yeah, <laughs> his head butts it. <laughs> just like it full in. country, just yeah. Well, he's a big country boy. He's a big That's country boy. That's what we know. Um, okay, um, and yeah, Bobby Lashley, Roman, blah, you words, 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 words. Um, how do you feel about... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. How do you feel about the the broad and thin friendship? I am all in. I like it. I like it. Maybe if he did make the little briefcase and the big briefcase. Oh! Oh! oh, Team briefcase! Team briefcase! Oh, my God. Oh, that would 
be that would be nice, and that oh, would be uh, nice for Finn, who was just getting shit on and shit on and yeah. shit. He on takes the pin every time. All right, so and then the women's match concluded with Alexa Bliss getting the win. Did you notice who was most over in the match? And the next night on SmackDown, it was Becky Lynch. Yeah, Yo, what did y'all super think? getting I, over. She needed it. Yeah, yeah. She needed an injection of yeah. just over. Does she have? Yeah. The same way I needed an injection of vitamin D. Hello. <laughs> she um, needed an injection of over. Did uh, fashion corner for you? Yes. Uh, does she have a lot less or a different weave now or something? Yes, it looks great. It looks so much better. Yeah. I think all of them are getting because yeah, I think that they've been doing like cheap ass tapins mm-hmm. and stuff, and I feel like they've actually been like, no, we should yeah. commit to this. How much better weave. is Lana's right now? Lana's, Lana's is amazing. Is she had Barbie day hair. And night. They look yeah. like fucking human beings now. It's yeah. so good. They were they were doing the. I don't know if they had like a promotional thing with I Bella like... me or something where they were getting that fucking Barbie hair for like yeah. twenty dollars because that's not what bun look. Real bundles are expensive. No. I feel like the wig that I wear is three hundred fucking dollars. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money, but it looks like my hair. That's right. Yeah. I feel like Mattel might be paying for the wigs now because like <laughs> those dolls had more realistic looking hair before. And now everything is it's up. Um and unlike last women's briefcase holder, Alexa Blish cashed it in that night. Yes, she did, and it was awesome. It was fantastic. Yeah, I want to I'm only sad that she doesn't still have the briefcase to beat the shit out of more people with the briefcase. She's a good briefcase swinger. She's a, she's good, a, she's a better briefcase swinger than Rhonda is. Yeah. Yeah, so what did you think about um Rhonda and Naya's match before it ended? I will say Rhonda. Honey, my love, Uh-oh. my sweetheart, oh, you gotta shit. you gotta invest in more boob tape. Oh my! You gotta invest God. in some boob tape. So wait a minute. So what I was what was going on? I did, I didn't just kept they kept coming out. Oh, were the they? Ladies popped out like okay. a bunch of times. All right, okay. Because she was out there in a gym kit. And, and, and I thought when she like, came out, they looked a little uh, too. She's not. She she is dressed like the way a Final Fight character dresses, but like though physics aren't real in video games, so it doesn't matter. She came out looking like quiet from fucking Metal Gear Solid. Oh uh, no! Yeah. Um, Shit! Like, what a deep cut! <laughs> and like. It looks amateur to me. It looks yeah. like she just rolled up and was like, oh, I don't actually have anything. Can I just do what I was doing yoga? At, it looks like, like someone who's doing like a se- like a model doing a sexy MMA themed yeah. shoot where it's like, oh, I'm going to be an MMA person. And that's off-putting to me. I don't want to watch that. Like Shayna Baszler seems to be managing the transition gear-wise very well as far as I can tell. I mean, I, it, honestly, honestly, it genuinely pisses me off when I'm watching it. So what did you think of the match other than the gear that was very distracting? I didn't hate the match. I thought it was Nia's, it was probably Nia's best match, I thought. It was great. I thought it was a great yeah, match. And yeah, and I thought she made Ronda look amazing. Other I know, than the distraction. There was, like, yeah, there was, um, <laughs> like, Twitter was going crazy, going, like, look, she did a crossbody. I'm like, I like to think I could do a crossbody to Nia Jax because I believe she would catch me. Right. Um, I'd love her to learn some more wrestling so that we're not just like, that was an incredible crossbody. Let's give her all of the prizes. I'm like, oh, sure, I, I guess. Voice. <laughs> I know, Sorry. right? Um, all right, but, but I, liked it. I liked it. You liked it. What did you think, Mike? I thought it was good. I thought it was um, good. I, and, Other than the distractions. Well, here's hoping. Oh God, I'm about to say something optimistic. What the Yay! fuck? I believe in you. Do it. It feels so good over here. It feels so good because I'm going to say something really optimistic in like a second. But it, I mean, it maybe this is just kind of the growing pains of her figuring shit out, right? It could be. Like, yeah, I hope. So. You know, since the gear has changed from event to event, maybe it's like trying to get to a place and it's just not there she yet. Has kind of. yeah, she has talent. Yeah, she does. Talent. She absolutely yeah, does. And I'm fully okay with people figuring stuff out. I just, I, I. 
maybe it's me. I want you to figure stuff out not in my main events of my yes, pay-per-view. Yes, that's Not in one of the biggest pay-per-views picture. of the year. Yeah. And, man, that segment with her and Alexa Bliss where she, like, yeah. beat up all of the dudes from whatever Yeah, she was, like, company. punching people in the stomach real hard. <laughs> was I was like, amazing. shit. I was like, can someone check on Kurt's neck? Because, like, I'm a little Oh, worried. God, when she did that. Well, and I know he knows how to protect himself. But it's like, that was great. Seeing Alexa go through real. a table because she doesn't mm-hmm. do a lot of those Yo, spots. Yo, she put amazing. her through, through table. that table, she's, too. She's very tiny. She's yeah. tinier than Sasha. And that's... Yeah. That's a lot of that tiny. That was great. I really enjoyed it. And I believed her, too. I fully... I'm, I didn't... I didn't like, 30 days I, off, I was like, eh. I didn't believe the briefcase swings. Those I felt a little light to me, but the, the punches and shit were I felt good. like she was just like, why can't I just keep hitting her? Why do I have to get this other thing involved? My fists are briefcase. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now That's I need someone... idea for Braun. Yeah, now I need someone to draw Ronda with just... Briefcase hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Thanos, but it's the briefcase. <laughs> um, here's something that's not the status quo. Dolph Ziggler beat Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental title. Dolph did cheat to win, because that's, you know, a thing. Um, so what do you think should happen next? I don't know. They didn't see it coming. Um, yeah, and I don't really... I mean, all I want is for Drew McIntyre to be king of the world. So if this is oh, him wrong. turning there, then I guess... They've only just come up. He's only just come up. They've only just started working as a tag team, and now suddenly Dolph has the belt. I figured this this feels like a transitionary move to put it on Drew, right? I don't know. Otherwise, I don't get it. Um, Unfortunately, because of the way that they've always used Dolph in the past, you're right. It feels like it's a transition because he's always been a transitionary yeah. champion. Just embrace it, Dolph. This is your thing. Well, he has embraced it because, look, Dolph could go on the indies and he could do... He, he could he, go on the indies, but he could have been going on the indies for the last six years and he hasn't done it. Yeah, well, so they keep paying him a lot of money yeah, not to do him. that. Every yeah. three years, he's like, I'm going to leave, and then doesn't. And it's like, well, at this point, I don't want to hear I'm going to leave anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, so I'm definitely so not... just be transition guy. I'm no longer on the poor Dolph train because I'm like, he's clearly... He's clearly happy with his career. He knows what he's doing. He gets to do what he wants. He's doing like comedy things and producing Boxes. like it's like he's doing more like sketches and writing more things. Um, so clearly he's happy with it. So, but that I mean, transitional title holder is kind of. I, I do think that this is a little bit of a rejuvenation for him, though. I think mm-hmm. this pairing with Drew has been like invigorating, and I think that I like, like they both because I didn't even like Drew's run of NXT. Like he looked like a big ass goofy to me. Like. <laughs> But he looks like a legitimate threat now, and he's gotten Dolph also looking like a legitimate threat now. I wasn't, I didn't see the title change coming either, but I think it is a move towards r- really further legitimizing them as like, we're coming through to fuck shit up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Big Cass is a person <laughs> fuck that guy. who was beaten by Daniel Bryan, um, uh, and that was his final match. He's gone away now. So. Um, bye. We do not wish him all the best in his future endeavors. They did not wish him no. best in his future endeavors. No. They kept the title on his ex and so sent him on his way. So how do y'all feel about any of this? I have no feelings. Um, when you're, when, when, <laughs> when you're not that poppin', here's what I'll say. When you're not that poppin' and you're not that big, but maybe you think you are because at one time you kind of could have been, but when you're not that poppin' and your no. boss tells you not to do things, And if you have that much them. time off work, I think you'll find, sir, the new official law in wrestling is you come back like prison ripped or you don't come back at all. Damn. Right? Wow. Right? But isn't that the rule now? Yeah, you gotta, look you gotta, Tampa. like, you gotta go out and look like you've been lifting and then subsequently eating cows every day. You gotta get on that Drew McIntyre Jenner Mahal diet. Yep. 
Mm. Maybe fewer Mexican vitamins, but like <laughs> definitely. I could listen to you say them two words over <laughs> and over again forever. Just don't do, don't do what Donnie don't did. No, just don't do what Big. Don't Boss come did. back thinking that you're just gonna put your big boot through the door yeah. and everything's gonna be the way that it was when you left because it isn't. You, no, yeah, it, it's just like Especially with sports. With it's a rebuilding year. Come on, come on, dude. How soon does he come to TNA? Like, that's the question. How soon? Does Tomorrow? He show? He's there, yeah. right? Yeah, I probably. assume he's... All right. Our new impact here. champion. <laughs> What's big ass doing here? <laughs> finally, from a departure to a return, Asuka was getting the best of Carmella in the women's match when who should show up but this dude. What the hell is going on? Oh, no idea what's happening. Is, is it another Asuka? What, what, what's going... James Ellsworth is back, baby. What do y'all think about him being back? Uh, I'm fine with James Ellsworth being back because, like, I listened to his podcast with Jericho after he left, and that man was devastated and heartbroken yeah. to be gone. And he had said all he wanted to do was like finish his story with Carmella, and he felt like it got cut short. Yeah. So I am totally fine with that. I also think she is a champion who will really benefit from having a sort of sniveling henchman to do her dirty work for her. I think that's great. I was super sad that it meant Oscar didn't get the belt. I was super sad that it meant Oscar got pinned. Yeah. I almost kind of just wish he'd interfered some way to let her keep it without there being a pinning involved. Um, Because the whole time I'm just like, it's Elspeth in a mask! Come turn around, Oscar! Uh, Stop being so shocked. Yeah, it's not another you. You ain't that crazy. Right? She's not that crazy. It just really, it's just continually undermining the NXT Oscar, and that breaks my little heart a tiny bit. But I'm fine with Ellsworth. I love him with Carmella. I just wish it hadn't meant the match had to end the way that it did. I will say that if, if, if that's how they're going to end it and they're going to keep it on Carmella versus Oscar, that's exactly the way to do it. Like, if that's what the plan is, and if mm-hmm. that's the way that the story is going, then that's exactly how to do it. Um, Asuka's protected. Uh, Carmella's even kind of protected, yeah. because it, it, in storyline, she didn't really know what was happening. Um, the only thing is, I didn't like that Asuka, like, doing the weird thing. It's like, you know that's not you. Yeah. Yeah, that was the thing that pissed me off when she was. they were doing the mirror movements. Like, come on. Come on, Oscar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're smart in this. As I said, half of this match has been Carmella screaming. Come on. <laughs> Yeah. So that it did frustrate me. But when, I'm down with Ellsworth. Yeah, I like Ellsworth. I'm glad that he's back. I am more than okay with that dude getting a check. Everything mm-hmm. that has happened that has been weird with Ellsworth has not been his call. He he does a job, um, and he seems like a really good dude, and I'm happy for him to make money. What do you think? Um, I'd like to see something other than a retread of what okay. happened yeah, yeah. last time. I just want to see some new wrinkle to it or something. Um I do think that Carmela needs people. She's the kind of uh, personality that um, is a lot more believable when she has some sort of disciples. And so in that sense, too, I think just having him kind of sells the gimmick short a little bit, too. I feel like she should command some force of some mm-hmm. sort. I'm excited for him because I'm excited to watch him get beat up by a lot of women. Yeah. Um, He's really good at that. Him being back is the closest we're going to get to intergender wrestling on WWE. (laughs) Watching him get beat the fuck up by Asuka is going to be amazing. That's going to be pretty fun. It's going to be pretty... He'd kick his head off his shoulders. Oh, God. Strong style. 
That does it for Tights and Fights. <laughs> we are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. This week, our hosts were Mike Eagle and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Lubland. Anything you guys want to put out there for the audience? Um, what the hell is this weekend? Oh, there is a live New Negro show at Upright Citizens Brigade oh, uh, yeah. this Sunday with uh, Nicole Byer on it and uh, a bunch of other funny mother efforts. Solomon's um, on there too, right? Solomon's What's on funny there. is that Solomon Giorgio and Nicole Byer are the two people, because I, I started comedy with Solomon. He's been one of my really good friends for like a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nicole Byer looks like me if you squint. And so Nicole Byer and Solomon Giorgio are the two people where if my mom sees them on the TV, she immediately has to text me. That's funny. <laughs> Uh, and and uh, Pitchfork Festival in Chicago next month, and uh, it's the weekend of July twenty first. And yeah, everything is stuff. happening that weekend. What that's else also is happening? Like Comic Con. Oh. Yeah, it's a bunch of things happening that weekend. Kelk, what you got, girl? I have got another podcast. I have a beauty podcast called Full Coverage that you can check out if you're into such things. And I got some books if you want to buy some books. And a new one is out in England soon, so I'm coming on tour. I'm going to be touring. Uh, all around the UK in July so you can check out my website or my Twitter or whatever it's just lindsaykelk.com at lindsaykelk if you're into that kind of thing come say hi yay um, and as for me I um, as per usual, find me on Screen Junkies find me on Raise Up on Gamma Ray um, every Thursday I think we might be transitioning into something new whatever it is I'll tell you I sometimes burp while I talk but it doesn't sound like I did because I'm really good at this um, <laughs> also check out the new Max Fun podcast bubble I w- am a contributing writer I did a bunch of punch up it was a really really fun day I also contributed some voices um, the one that just came out um, this week I have a voice on I sound okay I've got to work on my voiceover stuff it's fine it's fine it's fine um All right, so that is it. Thank you so much. Our producer, Julian Burrell, will be at SmackDown next week at the Citizens Business Bank Arena in Ontario, not Canada, California. So if you see him, go say hi. Um, Don't touch his guns without permission, but, you know, go ahead and ask him to bust out that heat. Wow, I just told everyone to sexually harass our producer. I'm not a good person. You did tell them to ask, I think. I did. Okay, okay, good. Okay, good. Ooh, problematic bay. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. She is not a problematic bay. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music as well, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights and at tightsfights on Twitter and on Instagram. If you love the show, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all of your friends. Thank you so much to the Max Fun members who make this show possible. We'll be back next week for more. You guessed it, wrestling. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.